Welcome to Disjointed. Our podcast's mission is to bring a voice to the problems facing decision-making in the built environment. Communication and processes are disjointed across construction, making decisions difficult. Work happens across multiple tools, teams, and timelines without integrating, making it hard to keep everyone connected. Meeting project expectations today is a constant challenge and creates friction between contributors. We believe there's a better way. I'm your host, Jeff Sample, and this episode, I am graced with the presence of Paul Doherty. Paul, say hello. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Jeff, my friend, it was great to be here. And uh, thanks for the uh, for the opportunity just to have a conversation, as you mentioned, you know, with the world of being, in our world of being disjointed, um, I'm actually looking at that as equaling opportunity. I, disjointed. I like that. Yeah, because disjointed does not mean that things are disarrayed. It just means that they need to be sliced into bite-sized pizzas so that we can actually digest things, think about it to move forward. Man, you're jumping ahead. And Paul, I want to I want to give people an opportunity to know who you are. I mean, obviously I've known who you are and I've learned from you over the years. And so I appreciate it. But let people know who you are, what you do, and you know, a little bit about Paul. Sure, Paul. I'm well, I'm Paul and I'm a recovering architect. I hear that part of the 12-step program is actually to come on to Disjointed, so thank you for the opportunity again. Uh, but uh, with, with with all uh, uh, you know, deference to, to the profession, uh, being a licensed architect is no joke. Um, you know, there are ways of how we're influencing our built environment in our world that I felt that I needed to express differently. Um, so starting way early on, uh, being a technologist uh, and a spec writer first before actually trying to design, uh, I, I dove in uh, as an intern to being an, uh, uh, not just an architect, architectural intern doing bathroom design for four years. I actually designed the trade show booths for IBM, and I became a real person that understood how to rip apart hardware understood token ring networks and PS2 architecture and this brand new technology called Windows 1.0. Yeah, I'm old, but this actually falls into who I am, uh, which is an author, uh, a person that understands where the technology meets the built environment. And I've always had this dream that why are we putting all of these OEM type of uh, devices, things like hardware and, and software and, and hard drives into a piece of silicone and plastic, plastic with a screen when I was thought it should be put into our buildings as a fourth utility. And um, uh, so fast forward after writing books uh, and being pr pretty prolific at different industry events uh, because of our use of things like way back in the day, the internet, because everyone thought the internet back in the day was AOL and CompuServe, to now this world of the metaverse and blockchain. We've been on the forefront of every one of these, and the vehicle that I ride now is called TDG, or the Digit Group. We are real estate developers that don't deal just with one building. We dive in deep. We actually look at overall urban environments. People call it smart cities. Um, we have work um, all over the world, and over the past 21 months of COVID lockdown, it's been very interesting to see how you do work overseas as an American company. So uh, I used to have hair. Uh, I, I now don't um, because of the worry, but we are uh, taking, taking a stronger look at the domestic U.S. market now where we are enthusiastic about conversations like what you're hosting here, Jeff, because now is the time, instead of just busy, 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 which is what we were just, just before the COVID lockdown, we didn't have time to, to strategize. And this is our time. We've been given a gift 
So I'm hoping that you know, you know, your listeners will take that to heart, that we are now in an amazing time for really doing digital transformation. Yeah. You always hear that too busy being busy, you know, working in the business and not on the business. And, and the best leaders I've heard during this entire time have taken a step back to look at the business and to really work on the business and, and try to get out of it a little bit. Um, it's, it's a new perspective. And, you know, I think perspective is something that, that we're going to talk a lot about here on the, on the podcast over time, but you know, you started into it. I want to get your idea of, you know, when you hear disjointed, what comes to mind? Opportunity, for real, only because we take a look at words that sometimes have a negative connotation, but when you put it into the perspective of the overall design and construction process all the way over to handover, that's our greatest strength is being disjointed and being decentralized. Because if it were totally centralized, you'd be talking about a factory with an easy button. And we're not like that. We're human beings. We have feelings. We have experience. We have non-experience in certain cases, which is why I've never seen so many RFIs in my life. Here's a little aside. People stop using the technology with the easy button of RFIs because you don't know how to put a building together. We're not here to educate you. RFIs are meant for real requests for information, not to educate you. So I'll I'll get off my high horse. But when I see an equivalent building from 10 years ago being built, that I had maybe a little over 200 RFIs and now over 2,000, that's an issue. But that's disjointed, isn't it? It's now taking into account all of the different things like our shortage economy, what we're in with right now with shortage of labor, shortage of what's it going to be today? Glass, roofing tiles, what is it, right? We're now at a point now where we can play on that strength because now we know where our weaknesses are. And I think being disjointed and, and taking a true look in the mirror of saying, okay, this is disjointed, but do I need to join it together? That's the question, because if you do have friction, that means people care. The worst thing you don't want is non-friction, because that means you have malaise. People don't give a crap. I'd rather have passionate people constantly going at it, because that is is a sign that they care about what they want to do. And that is the mark of a good quality team and a good quality, uh, hopefully, asset at the end of the project. Yeah, that's that iron sharpens iron and and. Anybody who's passionate, you know, you, you, I try not to go back to myself too much, but I've always told people that I work with the minute I, uh, uh-huh you, we're in a bad spot. If I'm arguing (laughs) with you, I'm engaged and we're engaged. And I think there's, there's a, there's a, an inability to do that these days. There's a, there's a, almost a hesitance to, really get in there and have some friction, have some cognitive dissonance to, to disagree. Uh, you were kind of hitting on that. What does that, what does that do when you have, you know, say a designer an owner and a trade partner having a conversation and they're all battling it out? How does that do any good for the project? Um, so I graduated up the ladder, right? Went from, uh, you know, an intern to being a licensed architect, a builder, and now a real estate owner. Right. And so I'm in that owner's position. I have a very unique perspective on it, though, because I can talk to the general contractor in that vocabulary. I can talk with designers in that nomenclature. Very, very rare. Right. So our conversations are shop talk. We're not talking like, well, I only want to know what my ROI is and when is my building coming up out of the ground. That's not that. Or I just want the building up out of the ground because I got this guy that wants to buy and I'm going to flip the property. That's traditional development. What we'd like to do is change that story because it then creates the passion 
of people wanting to do the right job, not trying to cover their ass. And I think that's the different types of conversations that we have to have honestly, right? Being able to have the, the, the conversations, not of, well, you know, Mr. Architect, it says in the construction documents this, and we're out in the field and it says that. Well, guess what? Maybe that's that could be a good thing because we have to start thinking about not that particular piece of, of evidence at that particular part of the schedule for that particular task in the work breakdown structure, that that's the problem. It may be solved two weeks from now. So a more holistic type of conversation with open-mindedness can actually back into the right thing that may look like a disaster. This is going to cost me $2,500. What are you kidding? Yeah, but I'm making you 5000 in two weeks. So again, the conversations have to leapfrog and almost be a macro micro way of, of, of creating the tension when necessary in order to get the best out of your team. It's like what coaches do in sports, right? There's, there's a psychology behind it and it's not to manipulate it or even change behaviors. It's to allow it to become bigger than yourself, that the project is what's important. Right. So, you know, the, and, and, and that's just over time. And there's only a handful of people that I've ever seen that could be able to control that. And, the, and, and they're superstars and legends in my mind. You know, my, uh, my supervisor, uh, when I was a project manager out at, uh, in Mott Haven, the Bronx, we were pulling up a brand new uh, high school up out of the ground. And this guy was masterful at talking to many different layers of people, because I think that's one thing in our industry about being disjointed. There's also, a, you know, people like to look at it like, like, like there's a hierarchy, but I don't look at it like that. I look at it as a hierarchy, meaning that we have a system of systems with people that have different types of experiences, education, the way they talk, the way they work, what they do. And there's got to be respect all the way up and down the ladder. The people that I see, those legends that were my supers out, out in the Bronx, they understood that they didn't care if you were the sweeper or if you were the school construction authority's representative. He treated you the same respect. And I think that that is something that needs to come out in the conversation. It's not just the words. It's how you say it and when you say it. Uh, there, there's so much to unpack in there. And so I'm going to start. I tried to try to catch up with you a little bit. First and foremost, I think there's something interesting there about your progression and uniqueness. You know, like you are a unicorn in that respect that you're a building translator. Like that's one of the things when we talk about being disjointed, it, we all speak a little bit different languages. I, I'm kind of like you, I've been in IT enough in those different sections to start to understand the, each of their vernaculars and really catch on. Um, but you'll find I'm talking apples and you're hearing bananas and it's just cause <laughs> we don't know. And, and so translation's huge. Yep. Um, and, and that's where there's an opportunity because a lot of what's happening is probably just miscommunication. Agreed. 100%. And, but then how do you then handle the bridge from, from having that misunderstanding that can be a bad thing? And then how do you guide that either through a stick or a carrot to the other side so that everyone is now swimming in the same direction again? Right. Because, and, and I think that is talent that needs to be nurtured. And it, it is about chaos theory meeting change management right? <laughs> in real time. Yep. Uh, and, and I think that that's the beauty of what we do. So one person said to me, and you know, I'm a former musician, right? So uh, a, a real one, like professional, like I did the, the whole thing, making records and all that stuff. And I was asked once, you know, what's the tie-in to, to 
why you love, you know, the world of architecture and, and the built environment as passionately as you did music. And I said, well, architecture is frozen music. It is something at that moment in time, when you take the mathematical ratios, my thesis in school was to take the Baroque period and actually tie back to Bach. And you know what? If you go through three, four time and actually then go through the spatial relations ratios of going through that building, it is identical. And then I went all the way up and I graduated uh, in the 80s. So at that time, my my last mark was uh, was actually doing uh, Richard Meyer's new buildings and matched those against talking heads. And they were perfect. So when I and I said, but what really gets me is when we actually then go out in the field, because to, to the average eye, it's like, wow. And I look at it like a symphony. You have your reed sections, your your horns, your percussion, your violins. And what I look at those are that's the equipment moving. That's this trade. That's that trade. And at any moment in time, if you're trained enough to know, you can go out onto the field. And you know exactly what's going on. You know that's corn shell. You know it. You know you're doing building envelope. You know that you're doing site work. If you're experienced enough, that's the same thing with music. We are conductors of a symphony, and if we don't get that through our minds, that you don't want the violin to do exactly what the percussion does because you want them in 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 dissonance. The idea is to have empathy of disagreeing. And that's what's been missing probably ever since 2016. It's either black or white, it's them or they, when we have to come together through agreeing to disagreeing and but have the empathy enough to go, you know what, I may not agree with that, but I got to respect it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I love that analogy around the music because I've always I've always said that there's a you know, everybody plays a part, but if there's nobody orchestrating it and there's nobody getting them to play their notes at the right time, then it just sounds like a bunch of junk. And, but if you're actually doing it, it is, it is fantastic. And when you watch it, you know, it's in, and it's always changing. The instruments are changing all the time. They're becoming prefabricated. They're becoming skids. They're becoming this and they're becoming that. And there's robots, but we're still orchestrating. We're still making music and we make beautiful buildings from that beautiful music. And, you know, you hit a, a couple of things, you know, the, the respect for expertise. I think there's a, there's a lack of that understanding that there is not one single part of this built environment or these silos or whatever you want to call them, these verticals that we've created that isn't smart, that isn't great, that isn't valuable. There is value at every level. I know when I talk about what we're going to do here and fostering the conversation, I'm focusing on a few of them, but even I don't have them all in my purview. You, you mentioned it. Is it going to be windows? What's going to be next on the supply chain? That's building product manufacturers. There's tool That's manufacturers. Right. What if they experience an issue? That's right. But there has to be a respect. And, you know, I, I, I'm wearing the shirt. We talked about it beforehand. I can't not do it. You know, you got to have respect for perspective. That's to right. go for a Nathan Wood there on everyone's expertise, right? And, and value that. Um, and and know when you're sitting across and you've 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 done what you got to do, but it's time to acquiesce to that expertise and really trust it. And I think that's where when we talk about being being disjointed, we get to a core problem, and that's trust. And when you hear that, what do you think about you know it, it's almost a dirty word in this world that we start in building that we trust each other. <laughs> yeah, well, then some people try and take that to the nth degree and think that we're all going to be singing Kumbaya doing IPD projects all over the place. Good luck with that. All right. It was a good, it was a good attempt. And, and, and I know that some projects were very successful with it. But 
I think that there is a little bit of Pollyanna involved when it comes to taking an attempt to document something with processes when you haven't swung a hammer ever in your life. I dare you, right? Let's get the right experts around there. You cannot be a first violin if all you practice is trumpet. So stop trying to shove frameworks that are not really helpful and try to build you know, payments for education systems over a decade for something that, quite frankly, is a good idea, but the implementation of how is, is disjointed. That is the bad example in our industry of a disjointed way of going about things. Another one, this idea of standards. Especially with, you know, you, Jeff, you know, one of the things about standards is that we strive for it as IT people, right? Like we, okay, we want to get the standards. In the world of professional licensing, engineers, architects, do you know what's going to get me to buy and use your software? Not standards, but make it a standard of care. Now you're talking about contractual obligations and moral and ethical measures that are put against my license a standard of care. If we could start that disjointed conversation about what is a standard and a standard of care and how does that become a standard of care over time, I think we have a very rich way of watching adoption happen in a way that we've never seen before because we have an entire generation coming now into the industry and that only knows digitalization. Yet the majority of us are still doing things paper-based, even though it's digital. Like, why are PDFs still a thing? Are you kidding me? Why are we still using BIM and creating two-dimensional drawings out of a three-dimensional model to actually build a building? Stick with AutoCAD. You were better at it. I mean, jeez. You know, not that I have any opinions on this, but, you know. But, uh, you know, but, but, but this gets back to, you know, even building type, right? What works in a laboratory which is a high performance building may not be the same type of processes for like a single family home with a production home builder. But guess what? If we do use the analogy of music, what I love what disjointed can bring is that we can move from classical music, which is the old way of doing paper-based stick built construction that creates a carbon footprint. That's the size of like the Hulk, right? To starting to take a look at what would, what could we do? which is what I love what Nathan Wood and the entire organization over there is doing uh, you know, with, with CDX, which is to take bite-sized looks at certain processes and see what should be digitized and maybe what should not at this point, either through technological or pushback from, from, from our community. And if we take a look at that, we are now building upon some basics. Once you have the basics in place, what I learned coming out of classical music and going into jazz is you're creating jazz. We have we are in the age of jazz when it comes to technological adoption and transformation of the industry in a disjointed environment. So you know that's 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 where we're, what we're, what we're seeing and what I'm paying for right now. And what's amazing is watching, not just because it's the owner saying it, but because you actually have the empathy that with certain people, you know what to push and what not to push. You know, I can't just say there's going to be a Revit project and we're all going to use Procore and we're going to sing Kumbaya at the end because we used IPD and just make that our mantra. No, man, we are living in an age right now. We, we have so many innovations that I call ingredients that we should be like chefs in the kitchen making recipes one after another, not the same time and not the same thing. Come on, let's explore. This is our time. And if we don't do it now, when are we going to have that chance? Because now we have, 
we have the timing of this. Everything looks disjointed. People are looking for leadership, and this is leadership. Taking into account the human-centric point of how a building goes together. Stop feeling guilty about carbon footprint and how much we waste and all that stuff, because guess what? We're only one half the story. The other half of the story that I want to start wagging the finger at are building product manufacturers and material suppliers. They're creating the carbon bombs that we're being blamed for as constructors to put to put into place. They're also, you know, contracting is 40% of the uh, carbon footprint. No, it's not. It's 20%. The other 20% of the Fortune 500 companies that are giving us carbon bombs. Let's start taking a look at things like blockchain with immutable smart contracts that we can now start to take into account the materials as an internet beast, the internet of materials, where we know exactly what goes into the building. And if you NFT those, you now have a lifecycle immutable response to see the performance of every single material that goes into the building. Right now on Wall Street, if you watch CNBC or Bloomberg, it's no longer about earnings reports. Stocks are getting hit for ESG, environmental, social, and governance. Now, all of a sudden, things get really interesting because now, as an industry, we can start to say to the Fortune 500 companies, Georgia Pacific, against the windows, all these guys that are giving us bombs that we could show immutable data to say, you're not performing right, shame on you. And, that, and, and guess what? Now we get into the real conversation of moving that needle. I think that we are in such a noble profession, Jeff, uh, that we provide one of the four core pieces of what it means to maintain the human species. And that is fresh water, uh, um, fresh water, uh, clean air, a safe food supply chain, and shelter. I think everyone that can listen on this broadcast that, to understand that we have a we have a higher calling, and that conversations like what you're having on the Disjointed podcast are steps in order to make people feel proud about what they do every day. If you are a sole practitioner, architect to the guy that is your local plumber in, in a pickup truck to the largest of GC companies and program managers out there, you should all hold your heads up high because we're doing something really special. Uh, I have to agree with you. I can't. I I I can't and uh, emphasize that enough. I I came from other industry. I'm an IT guy by trade. I got into the built environment, and I'm not leaving. And and I don't build things. I'm the one you don't want a tool in my hand, uh, in, unless it's an iPad or or some sort of computer vision technology. You don't want it in my hands. But I feel connected to the environment we're building. I feel connected into the future of what we're doing. And I want others to have that same feeling, to join us in this process and to join us in impacting everyone's experience. You experience something in a building, in a home, in a, on a street, on a bridge, in a tunnel. We do that. Builders do that. No one else does that. That is builders. And, and all of us that support that process are part of it. And, and you did. You hit on a ton of things that are disjointed, a ton of things that we've got to get out there and start to dissect. I mean, um, I hope we're in the age of jazz. I hope we're both here in the age of rock and roll when, you know, we take some of those same instruments, plug them into to amps and really, you know, rip it up and shred it up because that's the future of what's capable for us. But, you know, like the great rock bands and and they didn't get in and sing Kumbaya. And, and I love IPD when it works and there's processes where that's great. And there's, but ultimately sometimes a little cognitive dissonance, a little war, a little arguing, man, that argument means the best thing comes out of it. And some of the best rock and roll bands, that's how it was. They weren't friends. They were arguing with one another. But then you listen to the music and it sounds like, 
hey, they all came together. And and that's what great buildings look like because, you know, ultimately it's not even you at, at TDG that, that benefits the most. It's the people who experience what it is that you built and then get to interact with it. So I think everything you had to say was fantastic, Paul. I'm, I want to wrap it up. I need to wrap it up, but I want, you know, give a last note to people, tell them how to connect and find you. I'm sure they're going to be interested to hear more from you after this. Well, thank you, Jeff. And congratulations on this podcast. It's going to be a milestone watershed type of uh, uh, event as this grows. Uh, and I hope that the people that do listen uh, will continue to listen and, and grow from there. Yeah. My name's Paul Doherty. Uh, I am the CEO and president of the Digit Group. Uh, you can find us at www.thedigitgroupinc.com. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Disjointed. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our first full season. To learn more about Disjointed or read the show notes, just stop by disjointed.fm. This show is brought to you by Join, the decision-making platform for the built environment. Learn more at join.build.